Welcome to Grow Your Influence, leadership conversations for business owners and managers. Whether you own a business and have a team, or leadership is part of your role, welcome, you're exactly where you need to be. Join co-hosts Juliet Robinson and Christy Lee Billet for their regular conversations on all things leadership. No corporate jargon, no textbook ideologies, just real life experience unpacked in a relaxed way to help you be your best boss and lead your team with confidence, clarity, and control. This is Grow Your Influence. Let's dive in. Juliet, hello. Great to see you again. Hello, Christy Lee. How are you going? I am going great, thank you. It's a busy time at the time we're recording, I think, for everyone. Um, but I'm excited yes. to be here talking about today's topic. What about you? How are you going? Yeah, not bad. Uh, busy, as you say. Um, but I love this topic, so I'm glad we're covering it. Um, and I actually um, talked about this. I did a deep dive on this in my membership uh, last month, November. So last month, yes. Yeah. Beautiful. It's, it's such a great topic and my invested interest in human psychology plays right into what we're talking about yes. today. Yes. So today we're going to talk about the different generations in our workplaces and uh, understand a little bit more about them, but also talk about uh, leadership styles of those generations and also what they're looking for in mm. our leaders. It's, I find this absolutely fascinating. Yeah, so do I. I think it's interesting. I, I mean, I always preface this with saying I think it, this is great stuff to be aware of, but mm. that we need to be careful not to pigeonhole people as a generation because, you know, yeah, you I hear that sort of like, oh, you know, Gen X are so viral. And, in fact, my teenage daughter uses boomer as a bit when she wants to sort of insult me in a gentle yes. way. You know, <laughs> you're such a boomer. And I'm not a boomer, um, as I point out to her. But I just find it really interesting that, that young people think that's an insult. You know, Absolutely. so I think we, yeah. yeah. Um, My stepson uses that as, as an insult as well. So it's, right. it's definitely something that their age group, their similar ages um, do and, and they feel like, they think it's hilarious as, a, um, yeah. as an insult, uh, but we're not boomers. But I also, well, I love the fact that for them, probably anyone over 25 is probably considered so old that they're a boomer. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Unimaginably old. Yes. yes. So, yes, I think, I think there's so much we can learn from the different generations and I think it's really good to understand the, the bigger influences on each generation. Um, but I think, you know, it, it needs to be taken in the context of what, it, what is also going on for people as individuals um, and what, what their life stage is as well. Absolutely. So, and so much to talk about. So much. And I think it's important too to recognise that actually having a multi-generational workforce oh. is really, really important. And I see, I'm oh, sure sorry. you've seen this as well. I, I know businesses that tend to hire a type and inevitably that yes. type has a look yes. and an age. And so yes. they're hiring all the same people, which is great when they want to just have friends. Yeah. <laughs> they're hiring their yeah. friendship circle. But it's not yeah. great when they've got different clients with different needs and they need different perspectives because they all share the same views because they are all from the same generation. And there's real value in having a multi-generational workforce. I think that's true. And I think there's also just different energy that comes with each generation. Mm. You know, so I was talking with someone the other day and we were remarking about how the young people coming up behind us have so much more energy and they have a fresh perspective on things and, you know, and they have a whole lot of value that they're bringing to things. 
and it's different to what we bring. You know, I feel like my energy as I've got older, apart from flagging, is much <laughs> steadier, you know, and you, you come with experience and perspectives that younger generations don't have yet. Mm. But they certainly bring the energy and that powerhouse. So, so I think getting those different energies is also really fabulous. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's where sometimes we tend to make gross generalisations about generations and, and yeah. we say, look, you know, they're, they're a little older, they're a baby boomer, that they don't have the energy or even the capacity. I've certainly had businesses say they won't be able to pick that up fast enough. And I think I don't think that's true. And I've certainly yes. seen younger people of younger generations struggle to pick new things up where I've certainly seen some much older workplace participants have yes. no stress around tech pickup and that kind of thing. So yeah. this is where we um, need to watch ourselves on our generalisations, I think. I as think well. so. Mm. Yeah. They're so, so easy start? to make, aren't they? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So should we start looking at our baby boomers as a starting point? Because they're probably the oldest generation currently in our workplaces. Well, we should just probably give a quiet mention quickly to the silent generation because they're probably, there's still a few, particularly in yeah. family-owned businesses I see, mm. um, who are, you know, they're, they're now in their mid-70s and older. Mm. Yeah. So there's very few of them around really. But they when they are around, they tend to be in really senior positions and often have a lot of power. Mm. And, um, and I think these are our traditionalists. You know, they, these are people who are born from, the late 20s through to 1945. So they grew up in the shadow of wars. They're very respectful of hierarchy and they expect that sort of respect. That's true, yeah. yeah. And these people are quite often um, in our businesses maybe the founders of the business. Yes. They've been yes. As a, part of a family-based business mm. and th they do demand, um, not in a just in a very quiet way, a, a large amount of respect for or the business that they have helped build. Yes. And they, they tend to be very self-sufficient, really. Um, and they expect that because they grew up in an environment where loyalty was a really big thing, they tend to have that expectation of loyalty, which can be challenging for them when younger generations coming through are not as attached to loyalty in the same way. Mm. Um, it's interesting. They're often considered quite risk-averse, which may be an age-related thing um but i i see sometimes that's not always the case you know I, and this is where again we can't generalize about things because i've worked with people from this generation who are really um really excited about opportunities they're looking to innovate um, and they're really happy to take risks as long as they're the right risks you know as long as they've been thought through yeah and i think a lot of um that generation they had to be risk takers because of the environment that yes. they grew up in. And I yeah. think this is where, um, whilst we don't make generalisations, this is where there are commonalities with our generations because, we, you know, every generation grew up in the same global environment of the world events that were happening at that time. Yeah. And like, yes. like, this is post-war and this is sort of new ideas and a fresh sense of energy in, in the world generally. Yes. Um, and this generation was responsible for re-injecting some vibrance back into our economy at those times. And they did have to take risks in order to create businesses during that period. And um, mm. so I think there is a... I don't. I think there is that element of the ones that took the risks are the ones reaping the rewards now. I think that's true, and and certainly what we see is as a generation that there's a big 
a focus for them on financial results. Mm. So, you know, that there's this respect for hierarchy. There's not so much a need to connect with people often. You know, that, that that's a, a learned skill being brought in by different generations, as you say, bringing in different experiences. Yeah, they have to independence. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, yeah, so that's the silent generation. Let's move on to baby boomers because, as you say, they are the biggest force, I think. Yeah. Um, and they are, they are often the controlling force in business. Yeah, very much so. So our baby boomers were born sort of 1946 through to the mid-60s, about 1964. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's the group that we're talking about. Um, and one of the things I think really sort of um, tells us a lot about baby boomers is their real belief, their work ethic, I guess, is that hard work reaps the rewards. They were about putting in all the hard work that you possibly can. And I think that has framed up uh, how they show up in the workplace as well. I think that's true. And I think, you know, because there was this boom, mm. there was a shortage of, you know, places at school and jobs. And, you know, so there's quite a competitive streak to this generation. They really had to fight for what they wanted to get. So I think that all that comes through definitely in that yeah, competitiveness. Absolutely. And that yeah. resourcefulness, you know, they, this is a generation of, of problem solvers. Yes. You know, who, who are really, and, you know, for all the tag of being a boomer, this generation is the one that really has driven so much change. Yes, because they really had an optimistic mindset. Um, they, they're, I guess the environment that they grew up in was uh, more positive in terms yeah. of um, there was opportunity, there was possibility. Um, so there was a very different feel to the generation prior in the environment they grew up in. Yes. Um, but very much, I guess, um, one career path, I guess, is where baby boomers um, established themselves. They just worked at it and worked at it and worked at it to get better, to climb the ladder. Um, yep. You know, changing jobs regularly was not a hallmark of this generation and, and still is not a hallmark of this generation. They're much more staid and steady in the place. Yes, yeah. I think that's interesting too. But, and I think, I mean, this generation, they talk about how they, um, they grew up together. So this was still quite traditional family structures often and often big families, you know, hence the boom. Mm. You know, there were a lot of people around. So this is a generation that also has that, those sort of family structures and, and values those relationships with big groups of people, you know? Yeah, yeah, big. That's, that's exactly what I think of my parents both. Um, yes. would be in this generation, both one of five children. And yes. that's common of that time where most of us couldn't bear the thought. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. But that's, that, and, and so the, you know, the family gatherings are big. And so, yes, in a workplace surrounding themselves with people would be important. And, and labour laws were changing as these, mm. these people were growing up too. So there was more time for leisure, you know, and leisure was being encouraged. So, yeah, they got together and they did more social things. Um, than perhaps the silent generation before them that was a bit more austere. Yeah, a bit more structure that there was work and then there was family or, or recreation time, definitely. Yeah. What about the leadership style of our baby boomers? What do, they, what do they tend to be like as leaders in your experience? Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? So I think what I see is they really they like to be acknowledged for their expertise, for their experience. You know, some of that is age-related. I think, again, you know, they tend to be, in more senior roles 
now because just, you know, they've been around for a while. They've been doing it for a while. Mm. Um, what I see is that this is not a generation who grew up talking about stuff in terms of work. So in terms of being vulnerable around their leadership, in terms of seeking feedback or giving feedback, that's not really something that they're that familiar with. And I think they didn't grow up with it in a family sense. You know, they might have been disciplined, but they weren't, they didn't have those easy feedback models. And certainly the vulnerability thing I see is really difficult for this generation. Yeah. The um, leadership style, I think, tends to be just much more directive. You know, it's yes, just, this is yeah. a matter of fact, this is what we need to get done. Let's just get it done. We don't need to fuck around with everything else. Yes. Um, so they don't have that, like you said, those softer skills of, of having those communication um, models around them. Mm. And I see, look, I see them mentoring and supporting younger people a lot. Mm. And I think that's part of that wanting to be acknowledged for the skills that they bring, which is, you know, that, you know, you talked about it being very competitive mm. for them. I think that that acknowledgement of those skills and experience is part of the mentoring and supporting younger people. Yeah, I, I think also, they even do that. They almost skip a generation in terms of that, I've, I've noticed. Yeah. So they tend to really gravitate towards your Gen Ys and, and your Gen Zs more in that mentoring, which yes. I don't really know why. I've just noticed that as a pattern, but I find that really interesting. But uh, on that point, if you have baby boomers in your business and they are seeking or showing signs of wanting to be a, a mentor or a guide, I would absolutely bake that into your business because there's so much gold in that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and this is when we talk about the benefits of multi-generational workforces, this is how you start to really tap into that, yes. is using some of this. I think also this is a generation that is sandwiched between supporting and their parents yeah. and the younger generations too. Because we're living longer, the baby boomers are this first generation who are really, um, I think, caught between some of that. Yeah, I, I was talking to, um, was it, was, where was I? Yesterday, being interviewed on another podcast, and I was talking about the pressures, and we were talking about the pressures particularly on women in business, but yeah. um, about this challenge that I'm seeing, shot more and more about having to care for elderly parents and elderly relatives, yeah. um, and that's, that's quite a burden. And I think you're right, this is the first generation that that's really impacted in such a significant way that are still navigating the workforce at the same time. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I think mm. so. And often have quite senior roles in the workforce. Yes. That's what I see. So they're, they're grappling with a whole lot of different things. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So following our baby boomers, we have Gen X, um, which is... I'm a Gen X. You're a Gen X, aren't you? I think. I'm just, I scraped into Gen X. So I'm hanging on to that, that so you that I'm not a boomer. You are a sister. <laughs> so Gen X yes. is uh, 65 through to 79. And look, I, I think it's fair to say that when Gen X showed up in the workplace, baby boomers were not our biggest fans because we, yeah. as Gen X, had a very, very different approach to work. Um, and it probably shook things up a little bit for a much more traditional replaced generation, just like the generations since us have done the same to us as well. So this is where it's great to get that difference. Um, so Gen X, what are your, what's your take on Gen X? Well, I mean, I think for me what I see is that this is a generation that grew up when the world was changing significantly. Mm -hmm. So this is the generation who grew up with mothers starting to go to work. 
So this, so often they had much less adult supervision. There wasn't a mother at home when they got home from school all the time. So there's a bit more reliance on friends and a bit more self-reliance, I think. Absolutely. Super independent as a generation. Yes. Um, yeah. And I think that family structure was changing through this generation too in yeah. uh, dual-income households, absolutely. Divorce, Generally divorce was coming in. Exactly, small yeah. family units as well. So yeah. um, I think the previous generations when there were so many, you know, often children in a family, the older children helping look after the younger children, there wasn't yeah. so much of that. Um, well, we were starting to see that taper off, I think. I think so, but also... We're starting to see more information coming at them. So mm-hmm. TV is yep. uh, is a big deal for this generation. And I think things were changing. So there weren't as many, um, you know, sort of wholesome family shows. There was a bit more uh, provocative content on there mm-hmm. and they were being challenged with things. And so they talk about this generation being a bit sceptical. They were really, they grew up with things, uh, with being taught to question things, I think. Yeah. And, and that the idyllic sort of lifestyle wasn't necessarily the reality for many of them. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know as a child, I, I asked, but why? 70,000 yes. billion times a day. And, yes. that, you know, I think that's our generation. We grew up questioning everything. Everything, exactly. We learned yes. that, I think, to an extent. I, yeah. So, yeah, I think this is, there's this sense of questioning, a little bit of cynicism around um, Gen X and... What yeah. I think what really changed in the workplace is because we were willing to question everything, we also questioned why is working harder and longer hours the only way forward, which was yeah. the hallmark of the generations before us. And we really questioned that. And I think that's where we really ruffled some feathers because the older generations just didn't question those things. They yeah. were loyal. They accepted the status quo. Yeah. We were less keen on the status quo. I think that's right, yes. And- and the, the casualization, I mean, this is the generation that brought in Casual Friday. Yeah. God bless them. You know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a wardrobe challenge once a week, we all need. Exactly. Um, <laughs> exactly. You know, casual Friday could be your most stressful day of the week. <laughs> Absolutely. Gosh, yes. But, but yes, as you say, this, this is not a generation that was interest, as, in, as interested in, in the hierarchy mm. and the formality. Um, so they were definitely, they brought in this more casual and perhaps more direct way of addressing things because they grew up as critical thinkers, as, as sort of a bit more sceptical. They're questioning things much more. And there are, what I see is that they're also, because they're not that interested in hierarchy, this is the generation that's building flatter organisational structures. Yeah. So they'd rather have um, a slightly bigger team than have layers in that team and I think we saw the rise of smaller businesses through this generation that entrepreneurial thing yeah Yeah. I think the other key thing that really changed was like you referenced with with tv and technology computers started turning up as this generation was hitting the workforce we were talking to our teenagers the other day and explaining what it was like to be at uni and in our first jobs where there was one computer with a DOS program and um you know the first printer that we got was I can't remember what it's called, but it had those little holes in the side and it would churn through and the the dial-up internet that's it and dial-up internet that it's so far removed from what 
the younger generations have grown up in. But it was such a revolution at that time compared yes. to um, what the generations before us had been doing at work. So there was so much tech change coming into planning, yeah. nothing like what we see now, but, you know, for that time it was. Well, this is a very tech-savvy generation, in fact. You know, I mean, this, the founders of things like Google and eBay and, um, you know, Netscape, lots of those sorts of things were founded by Gen Xs. Yeah. Um, and I agree. My first uh, – I, I worked in a share registry when I was still at uni, and that was all paper-based. Yeah. So this, you had to compare certificates with things. And I moved in that company. I was working for an accounting firm then, and we had a computer room. And if you wanted to do something on the computer, you went in and you worked at the one terminal mm -hmm. in this enormous room that was filled with a computer. Yeah. Nobody had a computer on their desk, you know. It was oh, none of that sort of thing. No. So, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? But, yeah, I think this is a very tech-savvy generation. And I yeah. think that that is also, I mean, apart from that sort of feeding that entrepreneurialism, I think this is also where this idea of work-life balance came from too. Because <clears throat> these are the guys who who question, as you say, that sort of do we really need to do this this way? Mm -hmm. You know, isn't there a better way to do this? And yeah, I think technology helped harder, that. Not harder, definitely. Yes, and, and they hooked into technology to do that, I think. Yeah. And what about as leaders? What, what do you see um, in the Gen Xs you work with in terms of their leadership style? I think they're, they're far less directive. Um, yes, than the baby boomers, which has its pros and cons. But what do you see? I, it's interesting. A lot of them, I, what I see is they like to work quite autonomously. Mm -hmm. Then this is they, they like responsibility. They like getting stuff done. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, um, but and there's certainly um, there's still a generation that has been looking for advancement. But yeah, as you say, I see them also looking for that balance. Yes, looking for work-life balance. Um, yeah, not necessarily loving teams, though, is what I see. Actually, that's true. That's, that is very true with the, the Gen X uh, entrepreneurs and leaders that I work with. Yeah. They find it really, which is so interesting, um, yes. I find. But I think yeah. they like to coordinate workflow but don't necessarily like to coordinate people. Yes, generally. yes. I, that's, I think that's exactly right, yes. And, and having to take responsibility like, for the workflow. Yes, yeah. Yeah. And I, they seem to really, to me, they like to be led by someone that gets stuff done. So they yeah. like to be led by someone that's, right, this is what we're doing, this is where we're going, yeah. and take action. That, yes. That's my experience there, that that's what they seem to enjoy in, in their leaders. So, and they don't want to be micromanaged. Oh, no. You know, they, want, they want the autonomy to do what they need to do. Mm -hmm. Um. I mean, really, not many people like being micromanaged anyway, but this is certainly as a generational thing. You know, I, I do see that sort of autonomy um, and responsibility coming through. Yeah. Um, but not wanting, but happy to be told what needs to happen. Yeah. But we'll want to work but then it out. want to go and get it done. Yeah. 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 Very interesting. And I think they're making up a, a huge chunk of our leaders in businesses. Um, currently um, yes. so it's interesting to watch that sort of transition play out as well and interestingly I, again to me this is a generation that still struggles with that vulnerability as a leader yes. um, struggles with the whole giving and receiving feedback although I, I think they are finding it uh, definitely 
easier to get on board with some of that than boomers. Definitely. And I think what the what I sort of now that we talk about this, what I notice with the Gen X leaders who don't like leading, um, they're not as direct as the baby boomers. And that can actually yes. cost them because yes. they assume that everyone can kind of read their mind or everyone's on the same page or obviously that's how I want it done. Yes. Um, and therefore they don't communicate as directly sometimes as they should and need to. And that's often that is the tipping point that then causes the frustration that they have with people. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's a really interesting point. And I think that's really true. Mm. And I, mm. It's interesting. Yes. We could have a whole, we might need to do a whole episode on, on Gen X leaders. Yes. Well, it might be useful because, you know, I think um, they have a lot of influence at the moment. Yes. Absolutely. You know, I think th these are the people who, as you say, a lot of them are in positions of leadership. So Yeah, and a lot of them are running their own businesses. Um, so yes. um, yeah, that entrepreneur entrepreneurs. Well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Sorry. Interesting. So oh. let's move on to Gen Y. Now, I, I am not ashamed to admit that I may or may not have got myself in a little bit of trouble about commentary about Gen Y at one point in the past. Oh, okay. But I, I think it was misconstrued because I don't think there, there is a perception that, and does not come from me, comes from many people though, that Gen Y are a little lazy. And I don't no. think that's true. I just think they're different and people really struggled with that. So Gen, Gen Y, so we're clear, um, born 1980 through to the mid-90s. Yeah. Um, they're also called the Millennials, Gen Y, yeah. so same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's a much more social uh, group, aren't they? They're very connected, mm. yes. Um, and this is a group who really grew up with... Um, with, with a slight difference at school, you know, they, they did a lot of team-based projects at school because the way we taught started to shift. That's a really so, interesting point, actually. The education system underlying all of these generations has shifted. Totally. And, and that yes. has formed the individuals coming into our workplaces. Definitely. And, and mm -hmm. what I see with these millennials is they are much more open to collaborating. They just expect to collaborate. And they're quite good at communicating um, because of that. But this is the first generation where I would say that they, because of this, they want feedback. So they want to know how they're going. Yeah. And they're pretty comfortable about giving and receiving feedback. They're very um, comfortable with, with giving and receiving feedback. Yeah. And Gen X and baby boomers found that really challenging. Totally, um, yeah, So far out of their comfort zone. Yeah. And I, I want to say particularly for baby boomers, but I think it's also true of Gen X. We were, I think there was a perception of, who do you think you are giving us that feedback? We didn't, yes. we didn't solicit I that think, feedback. Yes. Well, if we want your feedback, we'll, you know, tell you sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this has really changed how we communicate in the workplace. I think this is also the generation where they their parents were very involved in their lives. Mm -hmm. Yes. So this is a, parents. <laughs> yes, this is where the term started, wasn't it? So this is a group of children who are growing up being told they're special. Yeah. You know, getting lots of praise. They're probably being sheltered by that helicoptering mm -hmm. um, so that bad things don't happen to them. Um, but their parents are very in their lives. And this is where you're starting to see friendships, you know, between parents and their children, which is, well, it's not a new concept at all. Mm. It seems to be a, 
slightly it's a shift I think with this generation the friendships are different there's more sharing at a younger age um, and there's more um, connection between parents and their children I think yeah and a very different type or style of parenting started to emerge not just around their involvement but in generations before it was expected that you would get into the workforce at a pretty young age and you know juggles either leave school to work or juggle school and work um this generation what i started to see and it sort of morphed into uh, gen z as well was parents were suggesting that no 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 you don't need to go out and work we're going to take care of it because they didn't want this their children to struggle the same way that they struggled so it was out of there um that they said just focus on your studies you don't need to work but what happened then was we had a whole cohort of people hitting the workforce that didn't have those foundation yeah. skills around workplace etiquette, what was appropriate, what to Absolutely. do with sick. Yep. But, but at the same time, they're very self-confident. Yes. And very used to sort of talking about how everybody's doing. So, you know, and they've grown up with this kind of, you know, every voice matters mm. approach. Yep. So, yes, I, it's an interesting generation, this one, I think, coming in. Mm. And because they're very collaborative, they're often brilliant in a team. Yes. Um, once they settle in and once everybody gets used to this idea that, that there's going to be more talking about how we're going. Yes. Um, I also see them being much more values-driven. When I was working with a consulting firm and I was working with their graduate recruitment program and honestly watching the young grads come through at that time, and I remember one day one of the, the graduates, we had a panel with partners in the firm and a whole lot of graduates um, who had been through an interview process. You know, there were a number of interview phases. Mm. And at this, this was just a sort of a Q&A session. And one of them asked the partner group um, what they were doing about their corporate social, their CSR. Now, she didn't <laughs> say corporate social responsibility. She just said, what's the firm do about their CSR? And you can see the partners is looking at one another, no idea what the acronym even meant. So she said, you know, your corporate social responsibility. And again, they're still looking at one another. And one of the partners said, I'm sorry, I don't understand the question. And you can see this generate this group from this generation just going, well, who are you if you don't think in this very values-driven way? And I see this generation choosing where they work and who they work with often. Absolutely. Their values. Absolutely. And and this is important really to acknowledge when our workplaces are in a, a flux, a bit of a time of change, that your ability to communicate your values mean what, what your work means in the bigger world, even if it's making widgets, it has an impact, yeah. um, is going to help you attract and retain this yes. generation. Because yeah. if they feel like they're going to work just to do a job with zero connection to something bigger they're simply not going to take the job so it it is and I think it's really you know helped other generations to reframe and refocus on what is actually important in the world um uh, so I think it's been been a really good contribution yeah yeah and this is a generation that wants to have a say Mm -hmm. you know they really want to um, be able to talk about these things and have a view on them yeah, and I think because of how they've grown up and the, you know, super supportive parenting style that they had, 
they're yeah. looking for that in their leaders as well. So they yes. want to feel supported. So uh, uh, the ability of the leader to show empathy, support, vulnerability, and not necessarily yeah. that means, you know, put up with poor performance, but uh, to be a supportive leader, that's what this generation's looking for. Yes. Yeah, I think so. And structure, you know, they, they want to be guided by leaders, yeah. but they yeah. also want to be heard by those leaders. So they don't expect it to just be a one-way yes. relationship. Yeah, I think they're all... No, and I think um, there's also a sense of the what's in it for me yeah. that comes through in terms of how they seek career development. So, you know, with older generations, the, well, it's for the good of the firm sort of thing. Yeah. I, I don't see that with this generation. I see them saying, well, how, what, how, what does this mean for my career? Absolutely. In fact, I think it's, <clears throat> it might have come out of McCrindle, this quote, but they, um, the way they approach their careers is they work with organisations, not yeah. for an organisation. Yes, yes. Yeah, and that's oh, really, yeah. that's such a shift, isn't it, in thinking Huge, huge yeah. shift for that generation. Yeah. And they will, this is the first generation really that is going to have several careers at the same time. And it will not be unusual that this generation will have a job and a side hustle and maybe a second job. Yes. Um, the old traditional one job at a time, progression through that career, that's out the window for this generation. I think so, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just that valuing of things that aren't, I mean, they, they certainly, they want, um, they value their life outside of work. Yes. Um, and, and they do certainly value results and and financial rewards. But I think this is also a generation that's looking for that non-financial rewards as well in terms Absolutely. of that. Um, yeah. This is the generation that will actually use their community service leave and, yes. and um, you know, want the ability to take time off to, um, you know, invest time in something that is important to them, whether it's charity or whether it's some other cause yep. or, or pursuit, they, they will want that opportunity. And will want their work to engage with the things they're interested in. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So really interesting um, generation. I think Gen Y possibly made the, not say the biggest change, but, but a very significant change in how we work. Yes, I think so too. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. interesting, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, and then, and then we have our Gen Zs, and look, we are parents of Gen Zs, so we've got probably plenty to say about this, but mid-90s through to 2009, um, an interesting generation, and I think one of the biggest uh, things that I see play out in this generation is there is not doing one thing at a time. They are doing several things at a time yeah. all the time, and I think what we all need, and this is, I see this uh, frustration play out with employers saying, why have they got their mobile phone on their desk? Because they can actually, and they can actually get both things done and it's not a distraction to them because they are they have grown up with technology yes. in their fingertips, uh, multiple um, sources coming at them at any one time and they're fine with it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's so true. Interestingly, I mean, because these are, these are our digital natives really, aren't they? These are the ones who have grown up with, who, who don't really understand old-fashioned phones. You know, think they're rather they, they don't understand, yeah. Yeah. Rather, we'll have to go back to an antique store to show them the old uh, ring around style of yes, phone. Yes, yes, exactly. As as my daughter said when she was saying, why would you invent a phone where you had to do that when you could just press the buttons? You know, Technology so, wasn't there yet, my love. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, yeah, and I think you're right. I think this is the generation that is doing, you know, has a side hustle. They, this, this is the gig economy 
mm. isn't it? You know, where they're doing, they'll, they'll shift from things to things. What I see, though, is that whilst technology is just a given in their world, they are looking for the human side in work. They're looking for connection with people mm -hmm. at work. Yep. And I think that's really interesting, that technology now is such a given in their lives that it's not exciting in the way it was for maybe, you know, baby boomers or even Gen X. Mm. It's just a given. So now we've gone back to I want to connect with people in my work. Yeah. And um, we probably won't talk about the alpha gen today because they're not really hitting our workplaces yet, but that is definitely going to show up for them even more, this human yeah, connection. I think um, so. Yeah. The Gen Z has definitely started. And I think interestingly, but the difference between Gen Y and Gen Z um, is Gen Y were, you know, fun, social, confident, a little bit um, security was not so important to them. But with Gen Z, we are seeing a, a flip back to actually wanting some sense of security in some aspect. Yes. Um, because I think they have, um, you know, if you think about, the challenging times they have probably seen um some of them would have seen parents struggle with we had recessions and so yes. forth we, yeah we're challenging periods so there is a sense of yes i want all of that independence and individuality in my work and i want to do multiple things at once but i've got to yeah. pin to security somewhere in some capacity so that's yeah. a that's a bit of a change that we didn't see that in the gen y i think that's right and, and you know again this is a generation that wants feedback and and what we know about this generation is they want really regular feedback. So we're talking about they'd like to check in with their manager at least a few times a week, yep. you know, so they don't just want it once a month or, you know. And then not after a big, long, formal conversation. They no. just want um, am I on task, am I on track, yes. am I heading in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely, mm. uh, which I think is really interesting too. Yep. I think also, you know, if you have these people in your team, what we know is uh that they, they learn in snatches, you know, when you talk about them having their phone by them. I think giving, if you're, if you're trying to teach them things, you know, they talk about micro-learning, yes. giving them little bites of stuff yep. to get their heads around and, and self-directed learning. I think this is a generation that's used to doing a lot of self-directed work. Yeah, and again, if we go back, I guess, to the education system, this is the generation where schools started to really tailor learning yeah. to individuals um, yeah. and, and teachers have had a tough, you know, time of it in terms of the expectation on, on teachers has been that you're going to pick up all the different learning styles and whether they learn best, you know, in this way or that way or the other way and deliver all your content in all of the yeah. ways. So they are used to having, um, you know, an experience of a learning style that works for them and they're also getting pretty good at self-identifying that actually I don't learn best that way. And yes. that's okay, which would, we would never have acknowledged that as our generation, but they will quite readily say, I'm, I learn best, you know, with audio visual kind of work. I learn best by doing the task, whatever it is. Yeah, I think that's right because they're being taught these things, mm -hmm. you know, at school. And I think, you know, when we talk about feedback, these generations, these newer generations coming through are being talked to, taught to have these conversations with one another in ways that we were never taught. So. Yeah, I think that's true too. And, Definitely. you know, they bring an energy. <laughs> they they do bring an energy. And then the leadership style that I'm seeing is they like to empower the people that they're, they're looking to lead. So they bring that kind of energy. Um, and... They like to work collaboratively as well. I was just so, going to say that the collaborative thing is definitely there. And, again, I think this is coming through from the education system. 
Yeah. You know, they're doing more and more collaboration at school. They're being taught about leadership at school. They're getting opportunities to lead at school often. Absolutely. Um, that's yeah, coming yeah. through. Definitely, because I think of my youngest who is just a gen, an, an alpha, but only just. She's in year five now and they're doing leadership. Well, they should be doing leadership camps. They're not. They're doing a leadership day. But yeah. for that year five cohort, it has been common for as far as my kids have been in primary school to do leadership camps at yes. that age. So they're really starting to build leadership as a skill um, into schooling, which I think is, uh, look, I think it's fabulous. I remember going to uni and having to do my first ever group assignment and I thought it was the worst experience in the world. Totally. Oh, my God. Yes. Nightmare. <laughs> but that would be the independence of uh, Gen X coming out in yes. suspect. I think that's And because we just, that was our first experience of it, you know, yes. as older teenagers really. Yeah, it was certainly not back in school. No, exactly. So yeah. I think that's very different. And I think that's a huge benefit for teens when you have people coming through who are just used to collaborating in that way. I yeah. think it's fabulous, yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, even we talk about working across generations, this generation um, in a way is often not as good at explaining technology to older generations mm. um, as perhaps their slightly older cohorts are because it's such a natural thing for them. So, yes. well, how can you not understand? Exactly. Whereas um, Gen Z, Gen Y, Gen y, sorry, yeah. Gen y are often better at explaining it because it was a bit new for them too. Yeah. So they grew up with things changing yes, and developing. Changing. That's true. Yeah. No, Gen Z definitely just, it's, it's part of their DNA. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, so I think there's all sorts of ways we can harness some of these difference across generations and I think and then you layer all of that over life stage yes so you know you people at different stages of their lives will have different needs in a team mm -hmm. and different uh will be looking for different uh support will be looking to engage differently you know and we know that from young feckless no responsibility coming into a workforce to you know settling having a family potentially mm. having older children having older parents you know all of those life stage issues need to be layered over these generational yes. things too yeah absolutely but I think fundamentally today's episode has been about just understanding a little yeah. bit <clears throat> not a, not in great detail just a little bit about each generation so yeah. So you understand where they're coming from, their perspectives, yes. and understand how they might show up at work and, and why that is a great thing. I think so. And, 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 you know, as we say, being aware of the generational differences is really powerful, but avoid bias, avoid trying to avoid yes. that sort of, oh, they're that. Yes. Oh, you're such a boomer. Yeah. <laughs> you don't go saying that to our baby boomers. <laughs> Um, no, no, and, and recognise the importance of having that multi-generational workforce and yes. if you can milk the best out of each generation, that's yes. going to be great for your team. I think so. And talk to them, you know, talk yes. to the team about this stuff. Acknowledge some like, stuff. feels like I'm on broken record saying that to people at the moment, but I'm like, have you, have you spoken to them? Have you so actually had a conversation? Yeah. <laughs> Seems yeah. simple, but um, something we can do. chat to your team. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Lovely. Well, thank you, Christy Lee. Lovely to talk. I think, as you say, perhaps there's a whole episode just talking about Gen X too. Yeah. We so, could probably do a series where we do one episode on each generation and go a little deeper. We might do that. Yeah. Because I think there's a lot to say. Um, and there's perhaps people we can bring in to talk about some of those things too. Oh, great idea. I love that idea. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. See you soon. Okay. Thanks, Juliet. Bye.
Thanks for joining us on this episode. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave us a rating, comment and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to recommend us to a friend. We also love hearing suggestions for topics or guest speakers that you would love to hear from. The best way to reach us to give us those suggestions is over on our Facebook page. Simply head to Facebook and search Grow Your Influence. See you there. Thank you.